I'm really not ready for this today. You're not? Well, we've got to do it, haven't we? That's part of the doing it. Yeah. Welcome back to the Positively Negative Podcast. Where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of positivity in an occasionally negative world. I'm Dalio. And I'm Team Humble, and we're glad you're here. Yeah, boy. Girl didn't mute her microphone. Oh no. I'm the worst <laughs> podcaster. That's no, all right. I was trying to be proactive and like look at our notes and stuff and like was just trying it's, to be a good podcaster, but I'm not one. It's really it's really um it's really difficult to change energies change energies up throughout the day when you're kind of like racing from one thing to another. I know mm-hmm. you've had a manic morning. Like you're still in early morning mode and I'm like near like evening time finishing work you know when i was a nine to fiver now would be like i have an hour to go before i can go and raid the shop for tea and then just sit and watch junk on the television set it's like 11 a.m and i'm like is it time for bed yet that's how that's the type of morning no way. <laughs> really yeah because meal prep was such a cluster this morning and why it's just like because they didn't have anything that i needed so then i was mm. like on the fly had to think of a backup and I was like, I remembered when I cooked one of my first recipes that I had almost everything that I needed for to double it, like to do it again, except right. for tahini. So I was like, cool, I'll grab the tahini. It'll be fine. Course correcting, like, let's go. And then they didn't have that. And then I was like, okay, like now what? And it's like, that's fine. And I, I'm pretty good at like adapting with that stuff. But when you're just like in the middle of the aisle in the grocery store, you're like, okay, what do I do? I start searching for stuff on my phone right now. Or like, can I even make tahini? How many sesame seeds am I going to need? Like, you know how my brain goes. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm going to have to double improvise on that. But yeah, but at least you've managed to like get to week three on it and you're still like focused on it. And, you know, yeah. from regardless of all of that, you've got like the price down or not the price down, but you've got it down to such a degree that it's like, it just makes it, it just makes like adapting to financial situations or just, I don't know. I, I like optimizing stuff. I yeah. like optimizing stuff. I, I like to have that kind of moment to myself where it's like, ah, oh, so this, this, uh, this is, I know what everything's going to cost, you know? Right. And it's not, it's yeah. not about like the next meal is going to cost this much. Therefore, yeah, yeah, I win at life. It's just, I like the idea of knowing what my next bunch of meals is going to be. So you've got like, how many meals do you reckon you got out of this one? So this, well, every week I make, um, I make two, eight serving recipes. So I have basically for eight days, I have a lunch and a dinner and I take care right. of breakfast on my own. So I have 16 servings and everything came out. Now, granted, I had some of the stuff already. So like technically my future self already paid for part of this week, but for what I paid this week, it's literally a dollar a meal. <laughs> I mean, you can't. You it's can't. like, I know. That's pretty awesome. I know. It's just like, I think when I get frustrated is when I actually go out of my way to prepare. And then mm. sometimes the universe is like, nah, <laughs> screw your preparation, curveball mother effort. And yeah. Oh, okay. So I planned all this out and like made the list and woke up early and got to the shop. And it was just like, okay, cool. Like, now what? So it's really fine. Like in the scope of everything, it's just like you said, it's more of an energy change when you're forced to kind of like, you have it, you have it laid out in your mind how your day is going to go. And then you get those curveballs. You're just like, okay. And then for me, it breeds like this catch up mode that even if I have a ton of time, like it's 11 o'clock in the morning, I have plenty of time to get done everything I need. Yeah. To get today. But you just get I, in I, this like racing behind mindset. I think you're onto something there. I think uh, if there's one thing that we're both uh, able to do or try to do is try and get all the stuff that we're capable of doing done. And then it's like, okay, I have like four or five hours. Like what, what has the world got to throw at me? Cause we're all always expecting clients <laughs> to come back or yeah. always expecting like something else to drop in or something else that we need to take care of, which is not a bad mindset. I mean, I'm probably more active energy wise than I ever was in a nine to five job. Like yeah. I, I could literally tell you all the times where I, I would zone out throughout the day 
on a nine to five job. You know, as soon as mm. I hit 11 o'clock, I knew, you know, I'd be out of it until lunchtime. And then, you know, all lunchtime started to feel the same because I'd go to the same places to get the same food, um, same yeah. faces. So I'm glad I don't do that anymore. It is a, a skill in its own right to be able to navigate those energies. And it's not always easy. And I think I think that's the biggest bugbear that freelancers have is like the loneliness part of it, especially if yeah. you're just, a, a, you know, somebody who's working on their own. The reason why you go and have coffee and hang out and <laughs> I saw the birthday example of that this morning. I was just I was just digging through one of our hunters on Steam Hunt and there was just this guy and his whole life story was basically pictures of himself, selfies in the airport, a picture of some cheesecake and a bottle of water in the airport. And then a picture with a celebrity at the most awkward angle to prove that, you know, he knows celebrities. It was just, it was so like linear. And I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad in, I'm glad in some ways that I like, I'm, I'm woke on that kind of side of things, you know? Yeah. Like I, get, I get to structure my day whatever way I want. Yeah. But I, I feel like I'm really difficult at turning an energy around. Like I find that what I, I think it is also part of being working by yourself, even though we're like digitally extroverted with each other and on like discord all day. I think Mm. when you're by yourself, like for me anyway, this like echo chamber forms. And so whatever, like, however my first hour of my day goes, there's pretty much a multiplier effect times that through the rest of the day. So, and, and it's so easy to just course correct that for after that first hour, if like things are chaotic or things are feel low energy or depressed or anxiety, like whatever my headspace is, I f- I'm really noticing lately that like mu- that gets mul- multiplied by a factor, like let's say of two per hour for the rest of the day, where either I'm like on cloud nine at the end of the day or an absolute train wreck. So mm. it's like about kind of noticing that like at the end of the day, no matter what happened today, the chaos of like me being like, oh my gosh, it, I need tahini and tapenade and like <laughs> this, this stuff that like really threw me at the end of the day. It's 11 o'clock in the morning right now. <laughs> I've already yeah. like recorded, it's, edited. It's I've done a hunt. I've done, you know, I've done most of my meal prep. I'm back from the shop. Like it's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. Yeah. I don't have to run on that chaos energy for the rest of the day because it doesn't it's really apply to me anymore. Interested you see it as like a multiplier. Maybe that's some kind of caffeine or tea thing or something because I don't see it as a multiplier. I kind of get to a point where I, I throw myself into a different energy. Like I'm I'm going to go and walk and, and do the pots or I'm going to like just I'm mm-hmm. going to go and do something else. Like, like an I'm interrupter. Gonna, yeah. <clears throat> I jump out of that energy that I'm sitting in because that's where the swell of like um compliances i could just be there in that space and click onto another website in another tab or watch a video on some you know unless you move out of that space it just becomes almost like your pit yeah a pit of like energy despair otherwise yeah. um taking it on a little bit because we're eight minutes in um we are kind of trying to get ourselves together on this whole platformy podcasting thing. We like did some new intros and we've we've set up a new podcast, a second one, uh, which I guess we'll get into in a bit. But um, the first thing I really want to get into today is kind of finding the positives in the negatives of the cryptocurrency right now. Okay. Hello. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you seem to drop out there for a minute. Oh, weird, weird. No, I was listening to you talking about the positives and the negatives. So, like, I think it's just the internet. No worries. The internet's <laughs> just up for a yeah, so, I mean, I kind of wrote about it this morning. I felt really, well, on one side, I felt really sorry for the guy. On the other side, I didn't feel sorry for him at all. There was a guy who had a loan for $185,000 um, and bought altcoins with it. And um, as of today, he's lost 85% of that and still owes this money. He's going to be paying that back till 2021, which is about $3,000 a month, I think it is, in the loans. And it kind of really it kind of really hit me this morning that while part of me is like, oh, you, you know, you're stupid. You shouldn't have, like, taken on that loan. Why take a loan for something so volatile? You know, like... I was kind of angry because people are chasing, you know, oh, this is just going to the moon, so therefore I can make more money on it. 
probably just took a loan because they got access to a loan to be able to do it. Um, probably got a lot more money and they just, I don't know, they were hoping to flip it or something. But I, I, at first I was like, screw that guy. Like if he, if he can get access to it, then he deserves to learn a lesson from it. But then I thought, well, actually it has the knock on effect for all of us that, you know, this guy now has got a situation which is probably going to affect his family and friends. Um, and there's this, uh, you know, a guy with anxiety, depression driving around or is around wondering what he's going to do for the next, you know, his whole life really is now tied in for the next four or five years to pay this loan back. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's just, and on the flip side of that coin as well, it's like if we don't have people who invest in in these new technologies, in these new cryptocurrencies, like he obviously bought into a lot of these altcoins, which, you know, we need the altcoins to have volume. Otherwise we don't get to see the, you know, the technology falls off and then it just becomes something of a fad. Um, but he was kind of chasing it for the, the money sense rather than the, the the technology side of it. So I kind of, I was trying to find the positives in that negative today and I kind of failed because I, in the end I was just angry that somebody had got access to that kind of money. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how, I don't know what bank would loan you money. It was a Saudi bank. I think he <laughs> was a crypto. I think he was a Saudi. I think he was from Saudi Arabia. So, you know, we know there's a lot of money in that country. So the only like the only positive I can think of is that it's just a word of caution to everybody else. I mean, Mm. it's like it was a Reddit thing in the end. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's a. I mean, I don't want to be too harsh on the guy because it's a super devastating thing. But um I read I read a really interesting tweet by I think it's the CEO of Civic Coin. He it was mm. either his tweet or he retweeted it and he said the health of a of a cryptocurrency. No, I'm not talking about the technology, just the currency itself has to do with the relative wealth of the people who support it. And mm. I was like, mm, that makes sense because like when a bunch of the norms get in or the a bunch of the like people who just your average everyday joke Joe who um, you know, that's just like their pocket money or they're just like extra whatever. Those are not what, that's not what makes the big swings in value. It's when the big boys get on like, you know, the quote unquote whales. So um, it's, I think that, I don't know. I think people have a lot to answer to in terms of like the hype trains, but this is the, this is 2018. Everything's a hype train. And yeah, that's I, the, wouldn't, that's I the, wouldn't put my money where anybody told me to <laughs> based on hype personally, mm, especially money I didn't my, have, especially debt money, you know? Exactly. I mean, I mean, that was my whole point this morning. I was kind of like trying to find the positives in all of that because, you know, the volume is flat and it. it's going across the board. I mean, when I first really got excited about it was, was probably about, 2011 2012 when i bought a little bit did a little bit of mining you know the price of it was really low it didn't really like appeal to me from and a, you did mining perspective. Yeah. yeah no i had a i had a cloud mining account with um a company called mega mine who mm. were at one of the uh, events that we used to do live streaming for every month and they were one of the sponsors and so they had like a trial code thing where you put in 25 pound they matched it or something like that i can't remember what it was mm. but uh, i'd forgot about it I'd kind of forgot about it and then Bitcoin came up again in the news. And so I went back in like a year later and I'd kind of made 125 quid from this 50 pounds, like what I'd put in. So that was my first experience of it. And then I left it alone. Didn't touch it for like four or five years. But, you know, I was really interested in from a technology perspective because anything that was better than banking was of interest to me because, you know, I don't enjoy, I never used to enjoy the phone calls from the bank manager. Oh, can you come in? Can you have a tap? chat you know i never liked the idea that an overdraft wasn't really an overdraft that you know if you have a hundred pound overdraft you shouldn't be able to go over it that's yeah. what always used to blow my mind it's like surely the overdraft is 100 and then you just everything else is denied but they'd let you do it they'd let you go over and then charge you 25 and you, you'd be stuck so i felt like for me it wasn't about sticking fingers up at the bank it was like this serves me better this sure. serves me better. Like you, you banks will do what you always do. You'll be always be corrupt because of greed and money and just size and wealth and everything. When I just want actually an, a, a more efficient solution to the way that I move money around or I get access to money or I get paid as a 
worldwide worker, basically, because sure. I, I don't know who my audience is sometimes because that video can go everywhere. Sure. So it kind of, I was kind of like on the fence this morning writing about it because I'd started off really kind of sinister and be like, yeah, it's on you, you it's your fault, yada, yada. But then I, you know, the knock-on effect of that is that the, the people who've lent the money, they win again because like the, you know, even though this technology is not quite right yet or volatile or getting hacked or everything's getting hacked every five minutes. And then I started going on this really like um, deep hole of like, hang on a minute, maybe this is just all part of it. I read something the other day that the um, FBI or the NSA have uh, basically said that there's malware that could strike any time and empty ATMs all across the States. Like ATM is going to be spitting money out. And it's like, is that what's really happening? Are we in a war between allowing Bitcoin to happen or not? Like when every, well, every time I see a crash now on Bitcoin, I think, is that a hack? Is that a manipulation? Sure. Is that a war? Is that the new war now? Is that the new war between finance and you yeah. know, the, the analog and the digital of, well, okay, if you don't let our allow, uh, Bitcoin or, you know, our liberal <laughs> idea of, of money. Um, going to Mr. Robot we'll just, the hell out of you people. Then we'll just crash it. We'll just crash the ATMs and spit all the money out so people can see it. That I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It I think be. all of the, I think all of the wars of the next 10 years are, none of them are going to be in the papers. I think they're going to be, I, I personally strongly believe that they're going to be based on weather modification patents and they're going to be in the form of extreme weather events, but that are controlled, but also in the form of like hacks. I mean, it's like move a decimal point somewhere in a code base somewhere and that completely changes everything. So Mm. what you mean? mean, I'd have 50 pound instead of five. Oh, yes. On a small scale. Yes. (laughs) Well, you know, we're not not talking grandioso plans here. I'm not like, I'm going to warehouse or a, a, a vineyard or a, a mansion. I, like, just, I'm just, I think that the attitude is so wrong, around. though, when it comes to crypto in terms of like, there are very few people who just want to have like a moderate amount of money. <laughs> people either want Lambos or they're like completely destitute because they lost all. And, and maybe that's indicative of, of actually how the, the graph goes. I mean, it is that volatile. But like for someone like you and me, we have relatively the same number that is going to come out of our accounts every month for our I th- to be alive. I think it, and that's, I'm just trying think, to maintain that number. If that's I think okay. it shows. I, I think it shows how poorly all of these cryptocurrencies are letting people from all walks of life and all generations at, at, at different journeys in the life where they are in life know as to what the the benefits are. All people see is these thousands of coins, and it just looks like a big cluster F, you know? Right. And it puts when, bad- when really, mm. yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot more going on behind the scenes with the technologies rather than yeah. just the currency. I think a lot of people who've bought alts bought it because they wanted to be invested in that community at some point, even if they weren't in it at that point, it was like, Oh, civic. Yeah. I like your idea. I like your ethos. I like your, the storytelling. I mean, that's where Did it has anybody to evolve think they to, were right? going to get a Lambo based on Dogecoin. Like that was just like, that was like, you buy that for the meme of it. Like nobody was like, do you know what I'm saying? Nobody was like, Even the guy who made it was like, what the hell is going on with this? But like, that's the way the internet works. Whenever the internet loves an underdog, you know, that's like the way it's around. always been. That's the way well, it's yeah. always been. Anyway. Yeah. Yes. No, no, no. I think, um, I just think it stinks because it, it, the term, like, I think people only know Bitcoin. A lot of just regular everyday people only know Bitcoin. And when you say the word cryptocurrency, um, or Bitcoin, when you say the word blockchain, and it gives such a bad name to people being open to the technologies, because I think so many people got burnt over Christmas time this year. And, um, you know, people who wouldn't ne- necessarily take that risk, but that the hype was just everywhere and people were saying, no, no, it's like cool. Cause if you had bought Bitcoin in 2008 and you'd have a hundred million dollars now, and like, this is when you want to buy it. And then everybody got ripped a new one. 
And like that's going to be the burn. That's going to be everyone's going to be like, ah, forget, forget that. That's a scam. But it shows you the state of the world. It shows you the state of the world, doesn't it? Really, where people are willing to entertain something just to be have that in their like metric of conversation at a dinner party or a club. Be like, oh yeah, I got my Bitcoin. Oh, pick some Bitcoin up. Because and it's interesting because like nobody would talk about, oh yeah, I picked up my Mini today. But if somebody says, oh, I picked up a Ferrari today, it's kind of like that. You know, nobody nobody talks in about banking in the same way right they don't hang out with your friends and be like oh you know this bank unless the service is amazing like unless the service is amazing i think it it grew more popular because of that pricing point yeah there's something about the exclusivity of having a million followers or having a million views or like getting a you know a, a big sponsorship like those things are in everybody's mindset every day when they watch YouTube shows now, like they're the new TV stars, right? I mean, you're talking about everyone loves an underdog, but like, I think our obsession with being the one who's like that strike of lightning, I'm going to win the lottery. I'm going to, I'm going to be the one who gets the golden ticket and gets Wonka's factory. Like everyone, I think a lot (laughs) of people are, are running around waiting for that one in a billion chance instead of actually not striving for mediocrity, but like just try to carve out something that is like, makes sense for you and your life and you have a, such a way better chance of having a better life than being like oh one day my day will come like my prince charming my this do you know what i'm saying like just that whole fantasized like oh yeah i'll keep buying those scratch lottery tickets because one day <laughs> i'm gonna be a millionaire it's like that, if you that's the show I, I don't know yeah i don't know i just i'm i'm i've never been good at math but i'm bet i'm good enough at math to know that like uh, and I'm also not that lucky. I'm never going to be that guy. I'm never going to be the person who's like one day opens their bank account and there's going to be a hundred million dollars there overnight. It just doesn't, things don't happen that easy for people. They just don't, they never have for me mm. anyway. So mm. I don't want to totally live my life based on that premise of luck or the one. A lot, lot of happiness today. Feeling the happiness. No, Fantastic. I'm, just because you didn't, just because, just because you didn't get to do the. I didn't the, get tahini. The, I didn't get tahini. See how it I see what the the tahini multiplier affected your Gosh, blockchain today. I don't know why. I was just thinking. I was just thinking as you were talking that I would totally watch a show that had the characters from um, Only Fools and Horses. Uh, like no, no, no. I don't know why you even said that, but that's fine. Veruca <laughs> um, Salt. You know, like from, the, yeah, I, w- I would totally watch. I would totally watch a crypto show on YouTube. Uh, spoken from the characters of Willy Wonka's Charlie and Chocolate Factory, like Veruca Salt, like reviewing uh, Civic that week. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the, one of the, the guy, the, the kid who liked chocolate talking about Litecoin. I would yes. totally watch a show about that. Augustus Gloop. August, Augustus Litecoin. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I could totally like, they could just change up their names a bit. It'd be really cool. All right. So um, we should jump over as well now after I've just had a little bit of a vent about that. So we've been quite busy working on a project at the minute yeah. Uh, together, which is mainly to claw back and transition back into fiat a little bit. Um, not because, not just because of the drop in uh, and the volumes of crypto across the board, but because actually, if we're really truthful with ourselves, we've been wanting to do this for a very long time, for probably years, actually. Yeah. And we've never managed to get around to it. We kind of we kind of started it about a year ago when we were like, I'm done with these site builders. I'm done with this. We found the thing that called Card, really good landing page builder, website builder for people who don't want a website, but they want a landing page with various bits in it and can easily make it. And it's only now we've finally really got into playing around with it. And it's cool. And it works really well. Yeah. Um, but it came up, came up out of an idea of like looking for work on Upwork because it's like, you know, you're like a top rated seller on there because you did so much work over like the last couple of years there. Mm. And, um, I was getting frustrated every day looking at it because there was all these people applying for freelancers looking for jobs and the, the people applying for looking for freelance have no clue what they want. And even if they do know what they want, they want one person to do nine things. Yes. Yeah. So we've been working on this little site thing that we're still still going to take us a while because we need to record the little videos and edit them and do little show reels for. for but that's kind of um, kind of segues into a little bit really that I put on the end of it, which the the real reason, apart from obviously the income financial benefits of getting some additional work in actual dollars rather than like 
funny money crypto um was that when i look around the transition has been really really abrupt from normal bills to like everything i pretty much do in my life now is i would say 75 percent of it is web bills i don't have like bricks and mortar bills anymore you know i have like crypto bills uh, not crypto bills i have like web bills for web services right so just this week i've been trying to find a way of how do we offset some of the bill stuff that we have like zencasters like a fee every month right so it's been cool that um it's cool that anchor have now introduced the whole sponsored podcast things or the financial reward thing which is enables people to like put 99 cents in or 4.99 or 9.99 based on your content and this is not a pitch. I just think it's great to see more services realizing that nothing's free. Like sure. hosting this audio file is not free. We've come on leaps and bounds with, with podcasting in the last 10 years. Sure. It used to be a real pain in the ass to do everything. Now you can record it in the browser 3,000 miles apart, do all the like pretty, pretty fine on it, download the file, upload it into Anchor, job done. It just distributes it everywhere. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and if you feel like it, you can give us a bit of money for our time. And I'm always trying to like find the secret sauce on that. What is it that, what is the new relationship across the web that people want to work with certain people? And I've, I think I've started to spot it, what it is. I've noticed that certain YouTubers who are designers and certain vloggers and certain, um, you are uh, IRL, you know, in real life streamers, they're getting more indirect work because people can get to know who they are. Sure. Like what they're about, the stuff that you never really knew behind the scenes. And I think people have really, really moved on from hiring uh, a small company, even a mid-sized company to do video stuff because everybody knows that it's super accessible now. Right. So it's become more about, do I want to be connected to this person? Do I want to know this person? Do I want to be, you know, and I, I can feel that. I know I know who the people are looking in like, eh, I can't work with him. I don't like his attitude. I don't like the quality, you know, X, Y, Z. I don't like to be pushed. I want it to be a bit more comfortable. I want it to be like a bit rough around the edges. I want it to be a, a softer experience. And I think we're we're moving into this into this arena really quickly. I think Gary V talked about it, this like whole influencer marketing stuff that he's doing. Right. But this like the next big chapter, this um, uh, intelligence, emotional intelligence, I think that's that's an area that I'm super, super interested in right now. I'm super, super interested in transitioning everything I do that I love to do as a, a portal on the web and be like, do you love to do this as well? Then maybe we should work together. Because once you see blockchain really coming in, once you see smart media tokens coming in, it's not going to be necessarily about the exchange of money anymore. It's about how much value within that group of people you bring. And I think that's the way that every company should work, really. You, know, you don't want just people rocking up to work and, and doing a half-hearted service as technical support for your business. You want people who are like, like the Wistia boys. You want everybody on that team to be like, we love this company because of XYZ. Um, sure. Well, yeah, yeah there's so you, a lot there. There's a whole lot there. Like, I don't know. I don't really know where to begin or start because we, <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot that you said well, that like, me, I would love well, to jump me, in on, but. Well, let, well, let me put it as a clear topic for you. So you want to hire, that was our main topic this week. So you so want to hire, hire Yeah. You want to hire a remote worker. So I've right. kind of set it up for you. Right. Like I'm, com I'm coming to you. I am knocking on your like. Uh, bricks and mortar door right in in uh, somewhere on the east coast i've just walked in you, you you're stressed out you've got anxiety but you're a web designer you turn up every day you've got your latte you're waiting for me to come through the door i knock on your door and i say to you and you say to me so you want to hire a remote worker right what is it what is it now that you think that people want from because i'm i'm completely lost if i'm honest yeah i go on to i go on to upwork and i see these people looking for workers they want somebody to work for them but they don't want the thing they, that's the first thing they <laughs> don't want the thing first of all they don't want the thing that they think they want they want the mm. person they want the relationship like you said like a, a couple years ago i completely changed my entire website over to cards because i was sick of paying for 
um, Squarespace hosting. I was sick of paying for any hosting. Actually, I went from <laughs> actually went from uh, WordPress. I was like, ah, it's too complicated. I don't want this to a one page Squarespace. And then even that was too much. I was like, forget all of this. So, but, but I really changed it in the past like two years and I don't have any describer or any bio or anything about what I do or who I've worked for, or what I've, what I've accomplished and you know, what my, mm-hmm. what my accolades are as a designer on my website, I have like three or four sentences and it's the same, it's the same title as the top of my Steemit blog. Like I believe it is better to be fair and, and, you know, and kind than right. I believe that, uh, I believe in leaving things better than I left them. Like th- those are like major tenets of how, the way that I live my life. And I think that is much more powerful and that's, and, and I didn't write that for as a marketing ploy, but if the, if people, I don't want to work with people who don't vibe with that either, you know, not to be all hippy dippy about it, but I think, um, if people can understand where you're coming from, from a philosophical and a, um, a worldview perspective, then the rest kind of ends up sorting itself out because you just start off on the same page. So I kind of like to Mm. take it back and say like, okay, I get that you want this, this, and this asset for your Instagram, but like, what, what kind of business is this? Like, what do you, what do you believe in? What are you trying to accomplish with this business? And if that kind of falls into line, I think you and I are very similar in, in the way that I, I don't think personally that I'm ever going to be the greatest uh, video editor or motion designer or voiceover artist. I'm never going to be one of those people who gets work because I'm the absolute top of my field. I'm going to get work because people are going to understand what I'm about and understand my passion. And they're going to want to either support that or they're going to want me to support their passion because those things align. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay, I do. But here's the interesting thing for me, right, is that if – we globally are moving towards an always on demand, always accessible, real time, super, super fast, no latency, like television, and everybody is making a video every week and everybody is live streaming and everybody has a portal. Sure. Like that's going to fundamentally change every work we do because even if I'm live streaming, I might be live streaming working on a particular client's thing, right? Right. And then, and then all of a sudden you've got an audience that was never there before. You never had like 30 people sitting behind you analyzing the work you're doing. And then all all of a sudden the company who hired you is hearing all these voices. And then all of a sudden the problem becomes even worse because all of their input and their changes, you know, really what the client wanted was the audience to look at them rather than to look at the design. The design is just like a segue to get you through the door kind of thing. Right. So that, that really interests me is that why, you know, why are people, big companies chucking money at live streamers who, you know, just people who like to play games because they have the big networks, because they have the reach, they have the numbers and they know there's a percentage of, of influence there. So like, let, let's just try and fast forward ourselves for a little bit. Like, I think, I really do think that everybody who does any kind of digital work is going to have to have a certain level of reputation management and emotional intelligence to work with clients that are constantly wanting to adapt to change. And it won't be like you can build a digital asset and then you don't see that client again. It could literally be down to like a retainer and that retainer is going to be in the blockchain or it's going to be a Ethereum smart contract where like, as long as we're, as long as we're still flavor of the month, as long as we're still like going upwards in our stats and, and, Mm you know, we're uh, attracting more people and the sales are still all right. You still got a job. Right. That's, that's, that's what I'm interested in next. So right. this, this question, the reason why I brought up the topic of the week, you know, why, why do you want to hire a remote worker is that when I see stuff on Upwork, they are the worst. There's, there's education that needs to be done on the first level of like, what is it? instead of like telling me that you want a video and then by the bottom of it, Oh, we might actually want to edit this to put it on Instagram as well. Like you're looking for such a multifaceted person that you're looking for a person that can do video. Sure. But you're also looking for somebody who can do 15 other things as well. Right. And I don't think people realize this, but nobody is, there is no digital native out there that wants to work like that. Well, maybe that's actually kind of the rise of like maybe what we're doing on a a very small level by kind of teaming up. We're putting this website together. You know, a bunch of my skills are on there. A bunch of your skills are on there. A bunch of things that we can collaborate on and do together are on there. 
And maybe you're going to see more and more freelancers just kind of like end up pairing out up or pair up in groups of three and four. I mean, with things like Trello and Discord, and it doesn't really matter where, where anybody is in the world. And what it seems like is clients want a, you know, they want a production team or they want a, they, what they're really asking for, even though they're trying to hire one person, you're right. It's like five or six people's job. So maybe, Mm. maybe like these micro agencies are going to start popping up where it's just groups of people who are like, okay, we can work together. And I know a guy who does that. And I know a guy can, who can do that. I can handle this part. And it's all just going to be split up kind of like on a micro level. So instead of one, I think that's already happening. Yeah. By the way, I, I already think that's happening across Slack groups around the world. But I also think that the next thing that's coming along is imagine if Upwork just dropped their coin tomorrow. Like instead of you just being a worker, like if the amount of work that you've done in the last two years, you had a certain amount of shares in the company, sure, you know, and you could pull out a certain amount of like assets to allow you to relearn. Can you imagine what a game changer that would be for Upwork that then becomes uh, an educator in the same in the same breath? So like the work's not coming in, maybe you're falling off, maybe you're not flavor of the month anymore. Maybe somebody got exactly what they wanted from you, but they've been to a LA event and everybody's talking about motion graphics and you've got to have this motion thing. You know, you've got to right. know such and such from Red Bull uh, because Red Bull know where it's at in terms of storytelling because they, you know, they get all the people who love extreme sports. Uh, and what does that do? Well, like people drink, drink Red Bull because they want that lifestyle, right? So in this, I think it works in a similar way. I think it works in a similar way that Upwork could do something incredible there. I might not be flavor of the month right now because motion graphics has come on and, you know, everybody's going to do that until it's like done to death. Hmm. But in that time, if I've got like, I don't know, Upwork coin, whatever the coin's going to be, maybe I can just take a bit of money out and learn, right? learn some new other skills, like, and not have to worry about, you know, getting clients and, and just doing it purely for the money. I can actually change my relationship with those clients, they get a push notification. Hey, such and such just completed this. Yeah. You know, that shows you the determination. You could live stream yourself doing it. I just think all of the issues that we, that a lot of people have with education and money and access to work and, you know, work going overseas. I think, I think all that's going to be a thing of the past. I think it's going to be the person who can make the most dynamic, most real time portal will get the most work. Well, yeah, and and like the adaptability part is huge on that too because you know, we we talk about how the new statistic is like people work at a regular nine to five job for what two years now and then they move on to something mm. else. Well, as a freelancer, I've actually seen the exact same timeline because every two years I'm having to reinvent not exactly what I do, but how I do it, where I'm looking for work is like change up the relationship between my residuals and my backups and. You know, I kind of like if you think about this big mind map of all of the different ways that we kind of like, quote unquote, hustle that gets reinvented every two years. I I mean, that's what I've seen so far in the past probably five or six years. So, well, the audience moves, doesn't it? The audience moves around whatever's flavor of the month. It's like anything, really. Sure. Yeah. In terms of skills, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and in terms of skills, like for sure. And there's always an opportunity to go back and, and like relearn something new. But just even in terms of positioning, like, it almost feels like you gave that example of like that shop being there physically and people are walking in. Like I, <laughs> I feel like I got more of like a coffee cart and I'm just moving into different <laughs> sides of town like every two years where I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, people aren't taking trains anymore. Okay. So we're going to go over here and hang out by this or blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, it's like having almost having yeah. your ear to the ground and knowing where the footfall is going to be and making sure you have. Um, so either like a presence or just you have something set up so that you can say like, oh, yeah, no, I'm familiar with that. I, I know what that is or, you know, and because you and I are like such nerds, we end up throwing ourselves into new things because we just like to. So it ends up being like, you know, you're always the friend who people are going to be like, oh, yeah, well, Phil, Phil would know about that. Let me ask him. And mm. I think that is one of the biggest assets that um, that you have. In just in terms of getting any any attention or, you know, when that flavor of the month drops out, at least people kind of understand what your reputation is. And they'll if they know you, they know that that's something that you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, Phil's probably already like neck deep right. blockchain stuff because that's his personality. He just jumps into like, 
new and tech. And you've just hit the nail on the head. It's it's like it's uh, it's the new digital like you know your personality becomes the blockchain yeah. reputation of you. Yeah, you know, that's the smart. That's the ultimate smart contract, right? Right. Your per- your personality on the web. How awesome would it be to have a twenty four seven robot with my personality answering digital phone calls and I getting mean. you five steps? <laughs> Easy now. <laughs> You know, like getting you five steps into the contract so that when I wake up, it's like, you know, it's nearly a signed, sealed, delivered thing. I know exactly what that person wants. I know how to deliver it. If I don't know how to deliver it, five people have been updated and let know that there's potential right. i and i think that's what it'll be and and uh, you see the thing with that i've always had that thing about that kind of geolocation thing as well like I, I would love to get up and have my day mapped out or a potential day i'm not saying i have to do it but like there's a potential day of like you could be doing this 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 right. this will give you this amount of value in these blockchains this will give you this amount of financial value right you know, and then also you've actually got 10 hours this week that are completely free. Why don't you do these volunteer projects? And, you know, I think that's the power yeah. for me. No, I think the personality and like the legacy is that's really what I was trying to get get across when I was talking about changing my website over where it's like I think the one of the biggest reasons why freelance and client relationships go so badly if you want to just bring it down to a super practical tip is expectations. Like the client's got an expectation. And even after like, see a contract and an expectation are not the same thing. Both people can completely agree on a contract and then, and, and both of their expectations be completely different. So I think if someone is, um, takes the time to understand you or, and, or you do a good job of communicating who you are and what you're about, you're bringing those expectations to a much more um, a much mm. closer level on both sides that by the time you start, um, you know, there's not like, you're not already miscommunicating before you even begin. So I mm. think that's like mm. a big part. I know that we had like some notes about, um, what goes wrong or, or what, um, what are like the things that you look for on like, okay, for example, what are some things that when you're scrolling down the list in on Upwork, like those mm. eye roll those total eye roll posts that are like, get a grip, dude. Like where you just wouldn't even give it the time of day to look at it. Like, what do you think goes wrong in those type of posts that, that people are not understanding that that's not what freelancers want to apply to or want to see? Uh, I think, I think there's been many times where I've seen, it's quite obvious to me, somebody struggling to adapt to, to what is what is the new thing now, mm. right? It's written as if the person has just landed through a time tunnel from the eighties. You know, it's like this. It's like this right. job suggestion looking for a, a remote worker trying to sell me on his idea before he even knows what he wants. You know, like we're going to do this. It's going to be global. You know, we're connected mm. with this. Yada yada yada. And uh, they've kind of all automatically talk themselves out of actually hiring somebody by the end of it. Mm. And I, I used to thought it was a bit of a marketing hack at some point just to get people to apply for it just because it sounded interesting. But yeah, it actually was super naive. Yeah, that's really interesting but, when people come on and they, they have an attitude like they don't need help. And they, yeah. but like, why are you here then? Like, it's like, it's like almost like what people do with dating, which is like, oh, I have everything all together. Like my life's amazing. Like, okay, so what are you, what are you talking to me for? Like, what are we, what are, why are we here? What are we doing? Right. Like, it's like, that's really interesting. Cause that, oh, that does put me off when people are like, we have the most revolutionary blockchain based, <laughs> like keyword, 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 something, something we, t-shirt. Yeah, business. we have that. We, we have that, but we want you to write the white paper for it. Right. It's like, what right. the fuck? And also I think, I think this ties into the reason why we set up uh, another podcast about products, because I, I see a lot of the stuff that I come across on steam hunt. That's been, not made by people can it's all very well you having the idea and having this grand scheme in your head but then the moment you pass that over to somebody on upwork and want them to have the same passion same insight build it out in the way that you want it i see people spending lots of money on punts yeah on i on the hope that it's going to pay off and then the whole world's moved on that's like, a lot quicker than they thought it that's did. That's like the big thing before. that Gary's always on about though not to like not to like pull that the Gary card out of the deck but like 
people have that attitude where they're like, oh no, I'm just the ideas guy. Like so I'll hire somebody else to take care of it. So you'll see people where they'll come on and say, hey, I've got this revolutionary idea. I need you to make the website, come up with the copy, uh, find, a <laughs> find a distributor, come up with the designs. I'm like, bro, don't you know that I could just start my own business? What the heck, what the heck do I need you for? Like, mm. I think that the, when like the rubber hits the road, I think the, let me, let me summar summarize it by this. The best freelance relationships that I've ever had were people who took the time to understand what it is I'm actually doing over here. Instead of you can outsource the work, but you can't outsource the knowledge. I don't think mm. like, mm. Somebody who really understands and they you don't have to become in. an yeah, they don't have to become an expert. Obviously, that's what I'm there for and and my eye and my opinions. But it people have this kind of attitude where it's like, oh, whatever, I'll hire somebody to like deal with whatever Photoshop does. And it's like <laughs> people who have more of an understanding of of what their quote unquote employees or what their people who are working for them do, the better of a boss it makes them and the better that the communication is, the better that the understanding is because they actually took the time to kind of understand like w what's happening and what the limitations are, what's possible, what time frames are possible. Do you see what I'm saying? Just like, mm. I think yeah. we all need em better empathy on both ends of that relationship <laughs> because you can't mm. like, you can farm out the time and you can farm out the pay somebody to actually execute, but you do still need to have a basic knowledge of, of what you, what the person's going to be doing over there uh, on their side of the world, well, on behind their computer. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Which is why I've like I put notes in the thing about this podcast today. Is it's the reason why I've had difficulty switching energy gears this week because mm. every time I've got to a point where I've looked, you know, I literally went down at work for like a, probably a week or two and I saw the similar things that I. Here's the thing. Here's a power tip. A similar things of the things I wanted to work on, not the things that I I, I would normally have to work yeah. on to just bring in money. Because I'm already going through a step where I'm like, I know this is going to emotionally or time suck me because I need to educate my hirer. The person who's hiring me at the other end is going to like mentally brain drain me. They're going to suck out all this information, <laughs> and then I'm expecting them to understand right. what I'm telling them before I even get started. So that was difficult for me for the last couple of weeks. I've been like trying to shift energy gears of like, how do I change that relationship? Cause I don't have that. I don't have the luxury of that time. Sure. Not for the, not for the money that it's going to end up probably paying me. Uh, so then it made me start thinking about the relationship itself. Like, okay, so really what I'm saying is I want to get in and want to get out. So right. it is a financial thing that I wanted to do. Right. So that was the whole reason for building this site out was like, these are the things that we like to do. You know, I think yeah. that's one thing that's missing on a lot of these sites is why don't we have the ability to put up profiles of stuff that we like to do? And then people are like, oh, I kind of like your vibe. I like where you're coming from, but could you like just do this rather than like make me wear? I've had, I've had like people ask me, you know, could you wear a shirt and tie? And I'm, uh, no. Right. I, I don't, I don't, I, the reason why I'm a freelancer is that. I got away from that world, you know, and I don't expect them to know that. That's fine. Yeah. It's a normal question. But it's part of the but responsibility. Then, but then it's on. To sit, to, like you're, I think you're about to say, to, for you to set out yeah. your stall and say like, this is who I am. This is how I work. And if this is, if you're down with this, then like, let's work together. But I think when people are stressed about money or maybe when they're first starting out, like when I first started freelance, I just wanted to be whatever that per the client wanted me to be so that I could get the job. Sure. So it's like, sure, which I think yeah. most people do. Yeah, And it's hard because when you feel like the stress and you really are in like a financial bind, you're like, whatever, fine, 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 fine. Just yeah. do the job. Like but, I'll do it. I'll do it. Sure. Never but let me say this. Sure. But let me say this to you. You'll take the job, but you will never use that in your portfolio. Yeah, that's very true. And you'll be miserable. You'll doing never, it. You'll be miserable doing it. You won't talk about it. You won't want to talk about it. But you'll still go out and enjoy that you are a designer living the designer life at the weekend, even though you will not tell somebody that they had to wear a salmon shirt <laughs> and a horrible tie and talk about some kind of algae cleaner yeah, but it's like, on Fiverr. See, and that's, I think that's like the big, big thing that I've learned with freelancing is like, if I'm not going to do things that I want to do, then I'll just go get the nine to five because at least then I'll have a steady freaking paycheck. Like, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, when did, right, I don't right. know why in my brain something happened where I was like, I, I made myself potentially more miserable than I'd ever be in any nine to five because I was 
working on stuff that I didn't like. I felt stressed by clients. It was all on me. Like I didn't just get to clock out and go home. I didn't have the steady paycheck. I'm like, what the heck am I doing? Like, this isn't the freedom, quote unquote, freedom of working for yourself. The actual freedom comes when you become the decider of what you'll do and what you're comfortable with. And you don't let anybody else pressure you or, or wave the golden carrot, as my father would say, in front of you to do something that that doesn't fit your DNA or something you don't enjoy doing. And the better that right. we can communicate what those things are that we enjoy, uh, you know, that like self-awareness, the better we can communicate that, I think the better we are going to attract the type of working relationships that work for us instead of just being like, Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll do your real estate brochure. <laughs> I just, I just, I just, I just noticed in our notes for our second podcast today, yeah. in our good, bad, and strange, that the bad one was one that I actually modded and let through, which I, I find hilarious. But you and I, I want to talk hilarious. to you about that when we do that podcast because we'll, we'll get to that. We'll that, get to that. I know, That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was on the we phone with you it. when you were modding that, and you were like, "No," right, right. and I did right. that one. I let it through in the end. Uh, um, so finally, I just want to kind of finish this one up because it's like 50 minutes in. But um, I wanted to tell people about two software updates that happened this week, this week if you are a freelancer. Um, ScreenFlow has moved to version 8, and it has like a dedicated part in there for making Instagram-sized vertical videos. So if you want to do some like whizzy, whizzy bang effects and stuff, we're working on some nice packs, some nice video little packs for influencers so that you can buy them on Gumroad, download them, add your own pictures in. You could use ScreenFlow for that. Hashtag not also, um, <laughs> And uh, there's also a new version of Slides, which was going to be the software that we were going to get to do all our other ideas, concepts, and projects. But we decided to get the cheaper version of Card because it was like landing pages. But Slides has been upgraded to version 4, and it looks slicker than ever. And at some point, I would like to play with that because it's got some nice features in there. But for freelancers who tuned in or did a search for like freelancers and came across this uh, and talking about remote workers, those two little apps might be kind of useful. Well, and also we've been talking about cards, but it's spelled C A R R D S dot co, right? C A R R D. C A R R D dot co. No S on it. Okay. No S. So yeah, that one's been great as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it for this week. Hashtag would like to be. Hashtag hit us up. Well, cards. Well, we've we've got we've got that in the outro, so we don't have to worry about that. That's true. I, I, I was actually going to put out the link as well because we've got a Discord uh, server, which is at smarter dot uh, smart. No, it's not at smarter. You've put smarter. It's not. I might I put smarter. I did not. That smart, was you, friend. <laughs> all right, smarturl.it forward slash talkback which will take you into our Discord server. Because at some point, what I'd like to do is do these live using Mixler would be fun. and then record them, but also do them live and take feedback take from the room, get people in the discord channel so we can hear them. And just like, that'd be kind of nice, like live stuff. Super cool. Um, yeah, that's it. Have you got anything else to add today or can we like wrap it no, up? No, I think we're good. I think, um, yeah, I think I, I feel great. I didn't get the tahini, but I'm over it. I'm re- I really am over it. See, bit of emotional uh, intelligence there we kind of talked our it's way it's true out. i do need to process things out loud or else i that's what the echo chamber is i was talking about i just like i go over it over and over and over I'm like an obsessed jack russell terrier but i feel good i feel real good and i hope you feel good too and i hope whoever is listening feels good and that you can find tahini in your local grocery store at the end <laughs> <laughs> right, on, that, on that note i'm gonna mute and play the outro oh we'll thanks for the reminder week. muting bye Thanks for spending time with us today. Subscribe with Pocket Casts and get notified right away. And if you use Anchor FM, please feel free to call in and leave us a message. We'll try to reply in our next cast. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can now go to anchor.fm forward slash positive and click on the button. And if you'd like to hang out with us in our Discord, there's a link in that page as well. Stay positive and we'll speak to you soon.